If you like this podcast and you find value from it, head over to my Instagram at BigSamPT and go to the link in my bio and have a look at Train With Sam for coaching. What's happening, guys? Today, I'm going to be talking about the benefits of strength training and how to best approach it with what exercises. Uh, So to start off, I know strength training is a gray area for some people and not a lot of people understand why we do strength training, uh, what's the purpose of it and how to best approach it. I think everybody in some way, shape or form wants to get stronger in some way, but not many people know how or they don't know what approach to take. So in this podcast, I'm going to give you the lowdown on the benefits of strength training, uh, the best movements to perform in strength training, Uh, and a little bit about technique and then a little bit about uh, different variations you can do. So I'll try to make it as simple as possible. Uh, If I don't, comment and I'll try to answer in the comments. But otherwise, let's get to it. So the first thing that we want to think about is the benefits of strength training. Like what's the actual point of doing it? Uh, The first uh, reason for strength training is it maintains muscle tissue. The second one is it increases your strength. The third one is it improves your bone health. The fourth one is it controls your body fat levels. And uh, that one's a bit of a slightly grayish area as well because that's also down to what you're eating or rather what you're not eating too. Uh, But uh, for the purpose of this, let's just say it, it helps. And then the fifth one is, and quite an important one in my opinion, it decreases your risk of injury. So let's go into those in a little bit more depth. So... Benefits to maintaining muscle tissue. Obviously, the older we get, the more muscle tissue that we do lose. It kind of wastes away a bit more as we get older and we start to get more injury prone and we start to live with a lot of pain. I'm beginning to realize this at the grand old age of 35. I do have to focus on looking after myself a little bit better. Uh, And I've just found that even just training my main muscle groups X amount of times a week, I try to hit them three times, it's going to be a big game changer uh, for the average Joe, if you will. Uh, The next one is increasing strength. Well, I think that kind of goes without saying. It's going to make you stronger, healthier, faster, fitter, stronger. After that, it improves your bone health. So bone health, not many people associate strength training with the benefits of bone health. So with bone health, again, the older we get, we age, our bones break down. And what happens with that is that they start to, um, oh, what's the word? It's osteoporosis. So osteoporosis kicks in and you can't prevent osteoporosis, but you can slow down the process. And when you lift any weights, it's not just your muscles that are under stress, it's the bones as well. So our bones shed themselves around every 10 years or so, rejuvenate, if you will. And... Obviously, if you're lifting weights frequently, if you're putting your bones under stress, then your body is going to try to hold on to that bone density for as long as possible. Uh, Sadly, my granddad, uh, before he died, was very, very frail and was at the point where having a fall could kill him. And that's quite sad. And that's something that, that's a life that I do not want to live when I get older. So lifting weights can slow this down and give you a better quality of life for a hell of a lot longer. Controlling your body fat levels. Uh, Again, this is going to be down to your diet as well. But assuming that you are strength training frequently, your body's going to be burning a lot more calories. 
because it's going to be helping maintain that muscle mass and helping to maybe even grow it depending on the kind of training you're doing as well. So this is going to be very beneficial uh, for you, assuming that you're getting the diet on point as well. But essentially, yes, you will be burning more calories if you're lifting weights and if you're doing it frequently too. And uh, this one again, and it's my favorite one, is decreasing the risk of injury. So I've got a friend that says the more, sorry, the more you train a muscle, the less chance you have of getting it injured. And it is so, so true. Not saying that you're going to be completely uh, injury free. You are still going to get injured. But obviously, the more you train a muscle, the stronger you, you're going to get it and the less chance you're going to have of injuring it. So that's going to be a benefit of it as well. Uh, so those are a few super cool benefits to strength training. Uh, moving on, uh, we've got technique to focus on. So with technique, now I've worked as a personal trainer on the gym floor. I still do. And there are four things that you want to pay attention to with your technique. Posture, range of movement or range of motion, stability and the load. Now, the first three things need to be prioritized before you start increasing the load or the weight, if you will. So posture always comes first with your exercises. Uh, typically, I look for a neutral spine for pretty much most, if not all exercises. There's very, very few exceptions to this rule, but I like to see a nice straight spine. Typically, uh, you want a... So with a neutral spine off the top of my head, sorry, uh, didn't write any notes on this one, but uh, I'm looking at uh, middle of your ears, nice straight line all the way down to the arches on your feet. That's going to be like the most perfect posture you could be in, pelvis tilted, everything in the same, in the way that it should. Uh, so posture always comes first. Then after that comes your range of motion or movement. So how well can you move performing this exercise whilst keeping a good posture and keeping a neutral spine? Then after that is stability. So in the same way where you wouldn't try start increasing the speed of driving a car if you've got an unstable wheel, it's the same with weight training. So you're not going to start adding a load. You're not going to keep increasing the weight if you're unstable in the exercise. So three things to focus on before you proceed uh, in adding more weight and trying to make the exercise uh, within itself a bit more complicated is good posture, good range of motion, stability. You got all those things right. Cool. You can start adding a little bit more weight. Then you start to get good at it then you add a little bit more weight, then you maybe start to change your technique a little bit. So uh, that's how you improve your technique. So uh, moving on from there, you've got the eight primal movements. Uh, and this is known in the personal training world as the great eight. Uh, the great eight movements uh, are the following. You've got squats, you've got lunges, you've got deadlifts or the hinge movement, as I like to call it. You've got a horizontal push, you've got a horizontal pull. You've got a vertical pull and you've got a vertical push. And then the last one, but certainly not least, is you've got core activation and control. And we'll talk about all these ones uh, in a little bit more depth now. So with squats, squats one of the best exercises you can do. 
We do this exercise daily without even knowing it. You squat every time you sit down, every time you go to the toilet, you're squatting. And this is a really good exercise strictly for the fact that it takes a lot of muscles to do a squat. So you're getting more ba uh, bang for your buck, I think the saying is, uh, with this exercise. You're also working three joints while you do it. You're working your ankle joints, you're working your knee joints, and you're working the hip joint. You're working your quads, you're working your glutes, uh, you're working your calves to some degree as well. And uh, assuming that you're keeping your upper body in a good posture, that's almost like an isometric movement uh, for your upper body as well because you have to keep that all nice and tight too while you perform the squat. So just in one simple movement, you're working shitloads of muscles, uh, which is why I would say a majority of programs that any personal trainer will give you is gonna be very uh, squat focused. You'll probably get your squats at the beginning of your uh, of your program. And the reason for that is, is because, because you're working so many muscle groups, you want to be doing these exercises when you're a bit more fresh. You don't wanna be doing it at the end of the workout when you're fatigued. Why would you wanna start squatting and using lots of muscle groups at the end when you need that energy? So you use that at the beginning. So variations of the squat include a barbell squat, dumbbell squat, uh, barbell front squat, split squats, Bulgarian split squats, uh, if you will, uh, jump squats, which typically I don't tend to give to people because I like to help people look after their knees. It is a high impact exercise, but uh, depending on where you're at, look, if, if you're an athlete, go for jump squats. If you're a regular everyday human being, uh, maybe you can do jump squats and certainly not if you've got arthritis, that one is out the window. Uh, so moving on, the next uh, exercise, the great eight, the next primal movement is a lunge. And a lunge is a cool one because that is very, very similar to a squat, but it's not quite the same. It's almost like a one-legged squat, if you will. Uh, but the reason it's not quite in the same bracket as a squat is because it moves the center of gravity from your starting footprint. So with the squat, your feet are in a certain position, you bring your body down, you bring your body up. With a lunge, your feet are in a certain position and you're bringing your body away from that starting position. So you've got a little bit more stability to take into account with this one as well. Uh, so again, very similar joints worked to the squat as well. Like I said, it is pretty much a one-legged squat if you want to look at it in simple terms. And variations of this one include a forward lunge, a back lunge, a side lunge, walking lunge, uh, jump lunges, step-ups, step-up lunges, if you want to call them. Uh, what else is there? Dumbbell lunges and barbell lunges. So lots of different types of lunge variations for you right there. Moving on to the next one is the deadlift. Now, many people will call this one the king of exercises. I like to uh, think of this as the hinge movement. Uh, so deadlift is the actual exercise performed, but the hinge movement is the type of movement that it is. And that's when you're breaking at the hips, if you will. Uh, so this one's super good because again, it's working on your lower body. Your hamstrings are switched on, your glutes are switched on and engaged. Your calves are gonna play into this as well. And again, it's a bit of an isometric movement for the upper body as well. Uh, so you've gotta use a lot of muscle groups for this one. So again, this one's gonna give you a lot of uh, bang for the buck, if you will. Now, different variations of the deadlift include modified deadlift, uh, trap bar deadlift, Romanian deadlift, uh, single leg deadlifts. Uh, so, Many people 
struggle with the deadlift. A lot of people blame deadlift on injuries. And like I said, deadlifts don't cause injuries. Bad deadlifts cause injuries. So uh, take it easy with deadlifts and then slowly build up for these ones. Uh, many people, especially the older you get, uh, get tight lower back. So a deadlift might not necessarily be quite suitable for them. But I found that trap bar deadlifts are very good for this one. Uh, a trap bar deadlift is basically done on a trap bar, which is uh, it's a bit of a weird shaped bar in a gym. It's like a, it's almost like a square bar that you step into and it's got handles either side that are sticking up and you load the plates either side. And uh, the reason why this one's a little bit more suitable for a lot of people is because it brings, it's not as close to the ground. So because of that, it's not gonna put as much stress on the lower back. So you can focus a little bit more on uh, the technique and then start to build your strength in this one. And then uh, once you're getting quite good at these, then maybe it is time to come a little bit lower to the ground and uh, start working on deadlifts. But until then, I would recommend uh, for most people, I personally, uh, the, again, personal opinion, I find that trap bar deadlifts are a better option. Moving on, you've got the vertical push. So again, pushing something vertically. So this is when you're gonna be using your chest, your arms and your shoulders to push something over your head. Uh, variables of this one is a shoulder press uh, with a dumbbell. You've got a barbell shoulder press, one arm shoulder press, alternating shoulder press, bench dips. Again, that's a vertical push and uh, forward dips as well is a vertical push. Uh, then you've got horizontal pushes. So again, using your chest, arms, and shoulders to push something away from you horizontally. And this is a very common movement in the gym. Um, a push-up is a horizontal push. Uh, because again, you're pushing something away horizontally. So, and this one is going to be your body in this case. So push-up, very common horizontal push. Uh, a narrow push-up, so your hands a little bit closer together is a horizontal push. You've got a barbell bench press. You've got a dumbbell bench press and you've got a seated bench press as well. So lots of different variations there of a horizontal push. Then you've got the opposite to these ones. So we just went through horizontal push and horizontal pull. And in the same way, you've got a vertical push and a vertical pull. So these things need to balance out. So with a, is that a vertical pull, <laughs> a vertical pull is when we pull ourselves up or we pull something towards us, uh, typically uh, from something above our head. So different variations of this ones include a lat pull down uh, with a close grip or a wide grip. Uh, you've got the chin-ups, again, very popular. Pull-ups too. Uh, assisted chin-ups is a different variation of it. Close grip chin-ups, and then you've got wide grip chin-ups as well. So again, lots of different variations. Again, you're either, you've got your hands above your head and you're pulling something down towards you, or you've got your hands above your head and you're pulling something towards you. But that constitutes as a vertical pull. From there, moving on, you've got the horizontal pull, which again, it's pulling something from in front of you towards you, uh, like uh, the rowing method, if you will. So every time you see somebody rowing, that is a form of horizontal pulling. Uh, so you can guess the, uh, the first variation that I'm gonna give you. It's actually one of my favorite exercises there is. I just love how it feels. And that's the seated row. So with the seated row, you've got a couple of variations as well. You've got a wide grip and a close grip. Uh, you've got a bench pull too quite a popular one these days. Uh, you've got a bent over row, you've got a single arm row, and you've got a standing cable row. S and then uh, that's all of your main pushes and pulls. 
And then after that one, and we're getting close to the end now, after that one, the final um, primal movement, but not really a movement, I suppose, is core stabilization. And this one's a super important one. Now, core stability, massive deal, because uh, our core is our link between our lower and our upper body. It protects our lower back. So I want you to think about what a skeleton looks like. You've got the bottom of your rib cage, and then the next big bone structure from there is your pelvis. Between your rib cage and your pelvis, there is no bone structure other than the lower back. This is why the lower back gets a lot of pain because there's no bones around it to support it. Yes, sometimes people get upper back pain, but lower back pain is a lot more common with people because it is the only bone structure in between our rib cage and our pelvis. So it's got nothing around it to protect it, but it does have something to protect it and that's the core. So if you start to build a strong core, and I don't mean abs, abs is the front of the core, that's your abdominal muscles. Core is the whole thing going around. If you get a strong core, you're likely gonna get a lot less lower back pain and you're gonna have a lot more stability in your body. So how do you stabilize your core? This is known as uh, engaging your core, which you should be doing for pretty much, again, most if not all exercises in the gym and for all of the exercise variations that I've just given you. Now, there are many different ways to explain how to, how to get someone to stabilize their core. I find that this one works really simple. Stick your hand, sorry, not stick your hand, stick your finger into the side of your tummy and cough. Did you feel it tense up? That's you engaging your core. So next time that you exercise, I want you to think about how your stomach tensed up when you put your finger into the side and coughed, and you need to keep that tension for the whole movement of the exercise. That's pretty much how you stabilize your core. Other techniques uh, that people maybe think about to stabilize their core, think about uh, buttoning their jeans, what you're doing there, and you're sucking your tummy in, keeping it nice and tight, tucking your shirt in, uh, starting to pee, and then holding your pee in mid-pee, which I wouldn't recommend, but uh, in terms of using that uh, feeling to stabilize your core, yep, go for it. Uh, so that pretty much sums everything up for today. Uh, nice educational podcast, I would like to think. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that one. I hope that makes a bit more sense. And uh, in terms of the exercises, pretty much any program worth their salt is going to be using all of these movements as their base. And then from there, they're going to be giving you different different exercise variations to build your program with. I myself do this when I program for people. I make sure that their programs have all of these uh, types of movements in there because this is the way that our body is supposed to be moving. And you want the body moving a certain way under a certain load and engaging your muscles and moving the way that it should. These will make you healthier, fitter, happier, and stronger. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'll speak to you very soon. If you took some value from this podcast, feel free to share it with a friend who you think might need it. Also, head over to my Instagram at BigSamPT and head to the link in my bio for coaching options. Thank you.